Welcome to the Great Lakes Gear Podcast, where we dive into the minds of smart and strong individuals and shed light on the ways to keep your body a well-functioning one. Today is December 3rd, 2021. My name is Colin Lake, and this is our third Great Lakes Gear Podcast. This is a podcast to help people improve themselves with self-care through strength and movement. We will talk to smart and strong individuals that use the tools that we believe in, steel clubs, maces, and of course, kettlebells. I'm a strong first elite instructor and I've trained clients for 10 years before switching careers. Now as the owner of greatlacegear.com, I want to help spread and educate and motivate people to become better versions of themselves, to utilize these tools like I do and many others do as well. Uh, this is a podcast to pick the brains of smart and knowledgeable individuals about their experience with strength with these tools. I'm very excited to kick this podcast off with Rick Brown. Rick is also known as Mr. Mace Man. You should actually say, I should have introduced you as Mr. Mace Man, also known as Rick Brown. <laughs> um, Rick travels around the world. He teaches and popularizes uh, the little known form of strength and conditioning uh, training that is not only supremely effective, but it's incredibly fun. It was originally designed for wrestlers, but today is mastered by young and old, male and female, athletes and non-athletes, and is a skill-based form of exercise that makes use of relatively light weights and is used both for rehabilitation and competition. Uh, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you very much, Rick. Um, we're going to be talking about my, uh, the mace. And uh, yeah, I just, after my long spiel there of the intro, I'll, uh, I'll uh, let you have a word there. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Uh, this is uh, the first podcast I've done in about, I don't know, two months. And um, yeah, about two months. I'm excited about it. Every chance I can get to popularize the mace, I will. That's that's my mission. And it, it's been an exciting journey for the last uh, 15 years. And Fantastic. and uh, like just today already, the, it's, it's noon here. And uh, I've already spoken with Iran, Long Island, New York, Canada, and Indonesia today. Uh, That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, um, Iran. My goodness, who who wouldn't who wouldn't think? But but there is a mace community in Iran, and uh, I'm excited about that. It's it's fantastic. I met you. I believe it was 2018, possibly 2019, uh, at a certification out in Ottawa. Uh, and uh, there's some other uh, Luca Cursor, I believe, brought you in uh, yes. from Montreal there, and that was a, a fantastic experience. Uh, at that point in time, uh, I had just been playing around with the mace for approximately a year. Uh, I was just doing the 360s, a bit of 10 and 2s, but uh, I, I learned a lot more when I, when I came to that course, and uh, it was just a fantastic experience with you. And uh, the attention to detail, and after leaving that, uh, that course that weekend, um, it was just... Uh, it felt amazing uh, to know that I have, have these skills and abilities with the maze to continue on and help spreading uh, this, this amazing tool and what it has to offer to people. So I thank you for all the, everything that you brought uh, with that uh, certification with, with your knowledge. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. And I, uh, it was an honor. Uh, I, I use that stuff uh, on a daily basis and uh, yeah, thank you very much for having such an amazing certification. It was great meeting you then as well. Oh, thank you. That I appreciate those kind words. Uh, just know that I, I get as much as I give because meeting the people I've met by far worldwide, the, the, the caliber of people and the friends that I've made has, has been a, a chapter of my life that has been perhaps uh, one of the most meaningful things I've ever done. Fantastic. So you've been using the mace for uh, quite some time. You said around 15 years you've been using yes. the mace? Yes. Wow. And at that time, so I was reading a little bit. Uh, I went through your, uh, your illustrated guide to mace training, which is available online. Uh, and it's a fantastic uh, resource. Uh, we'll definitely add that in the links uh, to the podcast. Um, yeah, it's free. It's free, by the way. It's free. Absolutely. Anybody? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And that's an amazing part about it. Uh, there's a, so you cover all the all the basic exercises. It's almost like the manual uh, that we received. It, there's a lot of great information in there, and it's absolutely free. I definitely check that out. Uh, <coughs> at, uh, I believe it's at LibertyStrengthTraining.com. Is that accurate? 
Uh, that, well, that was accurate at the time, but uh, uh, some people, if they're interested, they could just message me and and I'll or or I Perfect. can provide I could provide a link for you and you could just put it on when this is uh, Perfect. this is out. Yeah, fantastic! It's a great resource. Covers all the the exercises. You can see a lot of people they may be learning this from uh, seeing some people on Instagram using uh, this the steel mace. Now, the way that you uh, have instructed it, and I learned from you. Uh, was based on the traditional methods and not uh, kind of going into the flow aspect of things. Um, what's, uh, what are your feelings upon uh, both of those kind of tribes, like the traditional and the, uh, the flow? Well, you have to understand that when I first picked up a mace, the first mace I ever picked up was 10 kilograms. Um, and that was all there was available. Everybody, if you were old or young, uh, male or female, and you wanted to swing a mace, at least available in America was 10 kilograms. So 10 kilograms doesn't lead most beginners to flow. Uh, you could flow with 10 kilograms if if you've got a substantial level of strength. But um, it uh, flow didn't start until companies started to make much lighter maces. And uh, it's just not the direction that I wanted to take uh, uh, my training, I was not interested in, in that. It's it's a movement-based style of training. There's nothing wrong with it. It's very good. And a lot of people do well with it. It's actually, I, I think, uh, I understand that it's it's the flow movement is growing quicker than the traditional movement, um, at least in America it is. Um, and, you know, that's fine. Uh, whatever you like to do is good. There's, there's no right and wrong way. There's just, I was more interested in strength athletics, strength and conditioning. And uh, That's movement really based. Interesting. It's really interesting that you say that. Um, I feel the same way. I feel that I've been in, uh, a trainer for 10 years. I, I just switched careers. Um, and just thinking about performance and function, uh, like flow, like it is, it looks, it definitely looks fun. Uh, a lot of people kind of use it. Uh, and they, they almost use it like a yoga and a meditation kind of state, uh, which is, is awesome. And it helps with movement and it gets blood flowing and all that stuff. Whatever floats your boat, it, it's cool. Um, but I'm with you uh, on, uh, I like uh, my 10 and 2s, my 360s, my grave diggers, right? I like my, my simple movements uh, that you do hundreds of reps of. Um, and it's, it's simple. It's very effective as well. Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't have all that flash of, of the flowing and, and all these different movements that you do that look, uh, look kind of aesthetically pleasing for Instagram, for Facebook, but for the best bang for your buck, in my opinion, I think you agree, is, is getting, nailing those uh, fundamental traditional movements down the 360s, the 10 and 2s. Um, is, that, is that accurate? Would you, I kind of, would you be sharing? Yeah, that's, that's, that's uh, spot on accurate. Um, uh, you have to remember that at my seminars there, I, I've had people that weigh in excess of 500 pounds. Um, I've had people over 70 years of age um, and uh, high level athletes and people with no athletic skill or desire to be athletes. So it's kind of difficult to get a 500 pound man to do a flow or a 70 year old person. I'm not saying it's impossible. But if, if they're going to pursue that, that that's go, going to take quite a bit of dedication. Whereas people come to my seminars in all levels of physical condition, all ages. Um, if you look at the group shots of any of my um, certifications, there's a wide variety. Gray hairs, no hairs, long hairs, and, and the young and the old. Whereas generally... I'm not trying to upset anyone with this because it's not, it's not something that you should be upset about. But generally, if you look at a group shot of a flow seminar, pretty much they, they, they all fit one demographic, young, athletic, young and athletic. And that's fine. Yeah. And, and perhaps that's the, the uh, flow is the avenue that they should pursue if that's what they want to do. But I, I believe in mace training for a lifetime. Yeah, I'm. I'm not knocking. Like I, I like flow. Do your thing. It's all good. Um, but I'm. I w I'm with you there, 100. Uh, percent That's very interesting. If I want to use it for functionality and to be uh, as smooth operating for the rest of my life, right? So uh, I think that using uh, the mace and the traditional methods um, is the best way, best bang for your buck uh, with that. Um, that's for sure. I. I uh, 
do you use it i know a lot of people i had a uh my friend over the other day and i was showing him the mace and i just i just showed it to him and he he picked it up and i didn't give him any instruction he just tried to do it he looked like a fish out of water right you just it looks uh very he didn't get the pendulum he just he just picked it up right um What's your, if someone was to try and, and do, uh, say, a Maze 360, where, what would you instruct them to start? Like, how would you instruct them to start with that? And wh where would they look? What would they do? I would instruct somebody, if, they, if they're totally unfamiliar with a Maze, to uh, remove the, the weight aspect of it. Start with a broomstick. Try to do a 360 in slow motion with a broomstick. And... I remember that drill. Right. And if you can do that comfortably. So we're talking, so I have a mace. We're just grabbing a broomstick. I'm one actually, I'm just going to grab one right here. Sorry for getting off camera there, Rick. No problem. Okay. okay. So I got a broomstick okay. here. Okay. All so right. I would, so I would say, hold it, hold it with your hands, both hands touching together. Um, one, hand, one hand on top of the other. It doesn't matter which hand is on top, but whatever hand is on top, the mace should fall over the opposite shoulder. Sorry, could you... So your, your left hand is on top there, so the mace should go over your right shoulder. There you go. And it's going to go to the side and behind you. So interesting question. So what, what's the reasoning behind, if my left hand's on top, What's the reasoning behind it dropping behind the right shoulder first? At first, when somebody is new to the mace, their wrists generally have not been twisted to that extent. So it, you could go, I see many people pick up a mace for the first time and go over the other shoulder, but it is, it is kind of unnatural for the wrist. After you've been swinging a mace for about a month, it won't matter at all. But at okay. first... You know, I, I don't want people to come to a mace seminar and then immediately uh, get, uh, you know, get an injury or, or, or not like it. It's, it's kind of like when, you know, when the kettlebell was getting popular, people would say, because I started as a kettlebell instructor before I was a mace instructor. And people would say, well, I tried kettlebells, but they hurt. Well, they don't hurt. They hurt if you do them wrong. And the mace will hurt you if you do it wrong. So if, if people okay. say that they, they got hurt, that they need instruction. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think uh, going slow before you go fast is uh, uh, definitely a, a good thing, a prerequisite to uh, going all in. You definitely don't want to do what my friend just did and pick it up and do it. Um, that's uh, how you get injured, but he was just picked it up and did it anyway. Um, but uh, I was actually just thinking about this, like just biomechanically and how humans move. So it was really interesting the way you said that, because um, I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that you, uh, or if you had your left hand on top, I didn't know that you have to, that you're supposed to start dropping over the right shoulder. It makes a lot of sense biomechanically, because if you're externally rotated on the top hand and internally rotated on the bottom, that's going to correspond with rotation to the left, which is going to make it easier to drop it behind your right, which is really cool. That just is yeah. really interesting. Um, yeah, I learned all that the hard way by, by you know, damaging, not damaging, but, but hurting my wrists and shoulders. And I, I went through all that so that hopefully nobody else will have to. You know? Yeah, it's just really interesting in the gait cycle when you're when you're uh, when you're walking and that just corresponds uh, when you're reaching. It's just interesting because your arms are obviously if you're reaching towards an object, your spine is going to rotate towards whatever object you're reaching towards. Right. And I use that. Um, I see a lot of people when they're doing the maze 360 and their torso stays still and they're doing the 360 and they're just doing the movement out of the shoulder and they're not getting the rotational aspect out of their, their hips, their spine and their knees. So it's just, it's interesting. Um, the way you said that, um, <clears throat> sorry, moving on, uh, to my next point here. Um, so you enjoy the, what, when you first picked up uh, maces and clubs, what, what was your feeling? And like, how do you know you were hooked on it? <laughs> um, I, I'm not really sure how I knew it 
I wish I had a better answer, but I knew it. Okay, the first time uh, I was talking with somebody today when I told you I was talking to to uh, uh, Long Island, New York, and he said something. He said, "Do you remember your first? And I said, "Could you be more specific?" <laughs> and he said, "He said, <laughs> he said, do you remember your first 360?" I said, "Oh, oh, of, of course. I know exactly where I was. I was in Dana Point, California, uh, uh, in front of Jake Shannon's house." Uh, I had flagged him down. He drove past me. He had a truck. It said, learn to swing the mace. I flagged him over. I followed him to his house. I actually lived two streets over from him. He put a 10 kilogram mace in my hand and I went to town with it. And, um, that's awesome. I, I, I knew that. Oh, absolutely. You know, because, because, uh, prior to that, I, I saw the mace, uh, online and I saw that Jake Shannon was teaching it. I didn't know who he was or where he was from. And he actually drove right in front of me. Uh, okay, I, I'm listening now. <laughs> and uh, That's awesome. I became his student. So that's how it worked out. And, and you know, it's funny because he, he said right away, he goes, hey, you're, you're, you're somewhat pretty good at this. How, what's the reason? I, I said, well, I am, I am an RKC kettlebell instructor and I swing heavy clubs. And um, so, you know, I was... Uh, athletically inclined, you know, but, but uh, believe me in, in my 15 years of teaching, I have taught the, what, what you call the motor morons, people who have no coordination. And I've taught the, the genetic superiors who are extremely coordinated professional athletes. And, and, and believe me when I say I, I'm much more to the beginning stage uh, than s uh, some of those people I taught and 30 minutes later, they're better than me. Uh, it's humbling, believe me, very humbling. That's hard to believe coming from uh, Mr. Mace, man. I've seen you in action and uh, your form is very, very good. So, uh, but uh, that's, it's, it's a such an amazing tool. And you say um, motor morons and athletes, and it's, it's so true with the kettlebell too. And that's why I am so attracted to these tools, the kettlebell, the steel club. Um, a lot of my training is based on, uh, improving function, staying pain-free, uh, becoming as strong as possible and moving as best you can, or in a, moving very well at a, and being strong at the same time, right? You got to have that fine line. If you're super loose, then you're going to lose the strength. And if you're super strong, you're going to lose the, the loose, right? So you want to find that balance in between. Um, and steel, the mace improved. I, I played a lot of soccer um, as a, as a young Adolescent and young man, um, like just stupid amounts of soccer, lots of kicking and rotation. And I've found that this has helped a lot in, uh, in returning uh, somewhat more to a balanced uh, alignment. Uh, just constantly when you're pulling with the Mace 360 and the 10 and 2, the constant rotation of your spine. And also taking your ankles out of it sometimes and your knees out of it uh, will kind of block the ability of the knee and the ankle to rotate so your spine can actually rotate a little bit more and I found that very therapeutic and I, I learned that well the seated one from the course which was which fantastic so you're sitting down on the edge edge of a bench or uh, a plyo box and you're sitting down and, and you're so you're basically taking the lower body out of the equation. So you're isolating the spine to help improve the movement of the, the spinal mechanics, which is it's fantastic. I, I, don't, I don't know of any other tool that's so simple that can offer so much other than the kettlebell. <laughs> the kettlebell and the steel, steel mace are, are right up there for me. But uh, it's just a fantastic, fantastic tool. Um, so you said it's basically for everybody. Um, can you explain that a little bit more? I, I, I'm, I'm just saying that, well, it's improving all this rotation, but how, why is improving rotation important? And how, how can you answer that in terms of uh, with relating it to the tool and how we use the tool? Well, there, you remember, there's a lot of people that don't care a, a bit about rotation, but they will find out that I'm stuck on it. Yeah. I'm all rotation, rotation. <laughs> well, there's people that will, that, that when they swing a mace for the first time, they, they realize this is, this is work, but it actually feels good. When you do a 360 correctly and even a 10 to two, 
it doesn't feel bad. It feels good. There's some spinal uh, lateral flexion, uh, especially with the 10 to 2. Uh, and then when you add weight to it, you want to learn with a lightweight. Get the movements done correctly. As you progress in weight, your body tends to teach you uh, about the lateral movement and the, and the rotational movement to do it effectively. And that's why it is so important to stress not only as heavy a weight as you can safely do, but it's very vital that you do a, enough repetitions. Um, one of the, the moves I teach, uh, the bull, bull whip to the mill, when you do a bull whip, if you do it for less than 10 repetitions, your strength will be enough to where you can, you can do it with muscular force alone and not sway and move like you should. And you can damage your shoulders if you try to stop that back part right there without hinging forward. I could teach people hinge forward a hundred times but they won't do it unless they've done it for about 30 or 40 reps and now their hand is tired, their shoulder is tired from stopping it, and they have to hinge forward to release the pressure, just like you did. So speaking of rep range on that, uh, this is a very new tool. A lot of people uh, looking at flows and all this sort of stuff. Um, rep ranges. So you were, I was just demonstrating the bullwhip there for you. I wanted people, I'm going to upload this on uh, YouTube so people can check out some visuals as well. Um, but uh, how many reps would you start with? Like what kind of uh, um, programming would you do for somebody that's new? Well, when I teach, if you'll remember, when I teach in seminars, uh, I, I don't usually count repetitions. Uh, I'm watching the whole class do it, and I have to turn around and watch a whole class do it. Keep going. keep Don't stop till I tell you. And sooner or later, uh, the weaknesses in their patterns will show up. I will be able to correct those, and we'll move on. But to completely and uh, easily answer your question. Uh, learn with about 20 or 30 repetitions. If you're going to do it wrong, it's going to come out before then. When you get the movement right, you should, in my opinion, never add any more weight until you can do 100 repetitions. And people think, was... people think that's a lot of repetitions. That's a lot of repetitions. But remember, all work done with a mace or with a club um, has its origin using a much lighter tool, like a sword or a lance or a spear, which they don't weigh 10 pounds even. So this isn't like a bench press in which, in which your average man is going to be doing 200 pounds within a few months. Uh, your average woman is going to be doing well over 100 pounds. Uh, it's, it's not the same. It's not linear. It's circular. It's, uh, it's, it's a, a movement, and it's also the weight isn't right on top of you. It's at the end of four feet. So what, what sounds like a little weight, 10 kilograms, even 10 pounds, at the end of four feet is, is considerable. Anybody listening to this can pick up a phone book, or you, there, there's no phone books anymore. Let's say a brick. Anybody can pick up a brick. But if you tape that brick to an to the end of a five foot broomstick, now that brick is considerable, and that's what a mace is. It's off centered. Right. It's it's fantastic, and that's part of the my attraction to the mace is it when you get into the higher rep like with higher ranges, it's it's. And you have to do it with good form if you're going to be keep, uh, continue to go or else your grip is just going to go um, with the higher rep ranges at a higher weight. So it's just a, a very, it's almost a similar, I'm just talking about the mental endurance behind it with, this, with some, similar to a snatch test or, or like a, a longer uh, bout of running, right? Like a 10K or something like that. Like you're well, not, not 10K, but like it's, it's not just a power movement where you're going to do it for five or 10 reps typically. Uh, it's it's a longer endurance, uh, and you. I've read and you teach, and it and the mace is just, a, it's rehabilitative, but it's also it has been in uh, competitions as well. And I personally have never been in a competition, um, 
and I, I'm assuming that you have, where do these competitions, where are they and what countries are they? And that's very interesting. And what's involved in a competition? Well, it's really simple. The competitions, in, at least in North America, and there's many of them in Canada. In fact, there's probably more in Canada than there are in my country. Um, but uh, the competition is generally a 10 to 2. Sometimes it's a 360. And it's generally a two-hand 10 to 2. And it's done for uh, as many repetitions as you can. Everybody gets the same weight. They all agree on one weight. And they go for uh, usually five minutes. I've done five minutes and I did a competition once for 10 minutes and, uh, count the repetitions. It's, uh, um, when, when you go to a, a competition that's all day long, if there's a lot of different uh, weight classes, like men, women, uh, youth, uh, uh, 20 pounds, 30 pounds and heavier, it, it gets to be kind of monotonous. I mean, I love the mace. I love the mace like more than anyone else, I think. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't want to watch it all day, okay? So, <laughs> yeah, it's really a simple, simple competition. Now, in, in Spain, they, they've, they've worked the competition out uh, extensively in which they do everything they do is one-handed. Uh, they, they do a, a one-handed 360, and you do it so many repetitions uh, or so many minutes with one hand, like five minutes with one hand. Then you go five minutes to the next hand. Then you rest, I think it's 10 minutes, and uh, then you go 10 minutes switching from hand to hand, always only holding it with one hand. They've, they've got a lot of practice. They've done many, many competitions, and they're, what they've done, their records are astronomical. Um, most people in America couldn't begin to uh, do what's been going on in uh, in Spain and in France. And also recently, uh, Hungary has a very well-organized mace community as well. That's fantastic. I'm going to have to uh, do some more research on this, and especially about those competitions in Canada, because I'm going to have to go to one of those for sure. Well, uh, that's very interesting. Uh, they're They're... Uh, two places I know of that I can tell you about that that are doing it. Uh, two groups, I should say, that that are have done competitions in the in the past. So so you have your choice. Canada's pretty big, though. You might have to you might have to travel. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'll, I'll, if we'll have to uh, get that information and we'll put it in the link. Uh, finding those uh, would be fantastic. I'd love to uh, travel and, and get to a, a mace competition. That's right up my alley. Uh, that would be fantastic. So speaking of, so numbers, like you're talking over, over in Spain, you're saying, so how does that work? So they rest 10 minutes and like, when does it, when does it stop? So do they just keep doing that until like you can't do a certain bout anymore? Or how does that, that work? No, the only thing that's going to stop it is if, if you let go of the mace or, or you're too tired and you can't go, but they, they go, they have a 10 minute period in which you're, you're supposed to use one hand. You can switch hands once. So let's say, both your hands are about equal. You're going to go five minutes with one hand and five minutes with another. And uh, then you get a, a, a rest period of uh, 10 minutes or, or it might even be five minutes, but it's not enough, whatever. It's not enough. Cause I I've never <laughs> been in those comp. I've never been in those competitions, but I have, I've done that in the timing with myself in which I've set up a timer and I, and I, I used, I, I used the weight that they used at, at the best level, uh, and and uh, they've even gone heavier than that now. I was using thirty pounds, and and they've they've gone heavier than that now. Um, but Single believe arm, me, the, wow. Oh yeah, uh, and they just go on and on and on, and they, then they, they go from one hand to the other, and it's just just um, there's a lot of body how movement. How long are we talking about here? How long are we talking about? Because say <coughs> ten minutes out, so even if it was the one to one, so rest for ten minutes, work for or work for ten minutes, rest for ten minutes. Like how long are we talking about? Like how, how long are they? Well, you, you would, you'd go 10 minutes, let's say 10 minutes, um, five minutes, one hand, five minutes, the other hand. Okay. That's 10 minutes of work. Then you rest five minutes. Then you, then you go from hand to hand each repetition for another 10 minutes. So the whole competition is done in 25 minutes, but it's, okay, it's that's what I was getting. Okay. 25 minutes. It's, it's Got murder. It. it is murder. Believe me. Well, I'm going to add that into my training repertoire because it sounds uh, like I want to give it a go. <laughs> so yeah. what do you recommend me starting at with a, a weight? Probably like 10 pounds, 15 yeah. pounds? <laughs> yeah, because if you've never gone 10 minutes before, you don't, you, yeah. you don't want to be all humbled really quickly and have to and 
So well, remember, the, the Mace is, especially Mace in competition in the Western world, is still so so sparsely done, and it's so new. Anybody could start a Mace uh, Federation or whatever. And and people always say, what are the rules, uh, Rick? Mr. Mace Man, tell me the rules. I said, well, you can make up your own <laughs> rules because there's nothing official. Nothing is official. Yeah. You know, when you play basketball, the rim is set at 10 feet. Not 10 feet, 1 inch, not 9 feet, 11 inches. It's 10 feet. They measure it. They, It's, it's perfect. A basketball court is a certain size. Uh, I know you guys in Canada have a different length of a football field than we do, but but it's still it's it's anywhere in Canada that's that's the size. And um, but with the mace, it's not the same. It's 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 not like that. That there there is no governing body that that says that it has to be this way. If if you've got fifteen people that want to get together, and let's say you all train at one gym and you and you want to do a, a Bob's Gym's mace competition, well, it's as official as as anything that's ever been done um uh i i tell you that the people in europe and and, in hungary they're very organized with it and and you can go on youtube and they call it mace lifting be a mace lifter and they're great at it they're um but some people might not like that one hand style some people might want to just grab the mace with both hands and um um this is so new. This is, it's like, it's kind of like a, a competition about surfing. How do you make rules about that? I'm sure there are rules in a surfing competition, but I'm also sure that from country to country, those rules may vary. Like in like the competition, like kettlebell, it'd probably be like a size and a weight type of thing. Right. Well, well of course, of course, to be fair, um, to be fair, you would want to always, uh, have everybody line up with the same uh, size mace. When I competed once uh, in Las Vegas, uh, it, we we were struggling to get enough competitors. So I told I told people, well, just get up there and and, and use whatever size mace you want. And the the uninitiated, it's hard to tell when you look at it what size the mace is 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 uh, that you're using. So here I'm swinging it. If you it. it you can look on uh, YouTube, Rick Brown Mace Competition, and you can see me swinging it out with a guy. And uh, we're going neck and neck for five minutes. But what people don't know is that my mace was five pounds heavier than his. Okay. Yeah. I beat him. I beat him by two or three repetitions. And people say, well, you know, uh, uh, you know, that's not much. Okay. That's true. I did have a five pound heavier mace. And over the course of about 100 reps, that adds up. But I was just happy to be there. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm like, you know, this guy. It sounds like you have it in with this guy that you're going to head to. Head oh with. no, no, he's he's. <laughs> it was so hard to get. It was so hard to get people to compete. He's a friend of mine. He's he's been over my house for dinner a couple of times. He's you know he's he's trained with me. He's got a oh, great gym in Southern your friend California. Beat you, especially not with a lighter weight. Uh, uh, it's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> well, <laughs> I just wanted to get people. Listen, I just wanted to get people up there. We did a competition in San Diego a year later, and it was a 10 minute long competition. And uh, uh, we had, I lined up in a, in a line of like six people, two of them were, were, were females. Okay, so uh, they're not going to be carrying the same amount of weight. Um, right. I, I can tell you, though, that uh, people are progressing with what they're using. And uh, just like in the in the kettlebell world, there there's uh, lady athletes that can just destroy men in competition well there's it's getting that way in the mace world too oh i believe it um what was i gonna say improving uh i had notes here sorry i've, I've lost my train of thought my apologies <laughs> take your time i'm not going anywhere thank yeah thank you sir i appreciate that um so it, 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 it's really uh, an amazing tool also because it's not only it's so versatile, you can use it in many different places, much like the kettlebell, uh, but it improves just so much. It improves your, your grip strength. It improves uh, wrist, elbow, shoulder function. And people don't, that don't, aren't into anatomy and, and human kind of biomechanics um, don't really know how important the shoulder is in uh, – in, in, in rotation with the obliques uh, and connecting to that opposite leg. A lot of people just don't, uh, don't understand that. And with today's society, uh, obviously sitting is new smoking, except for me, I've got my nice stand-up desk. I'm not sure if you noticed the desk going up and down. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, 
It is. I absolutely love it. I have one. Um, I'm on the, on the computer a lot more than I ever thought I would be. Um, I thought I was going to be a trainer for life. Like I will, I, I still have a client and I still train, um, but I, I'm not a career trainer and that's not uh, what, what's bringing in the money right now, um, which has changed everything. And now I'm sitting on a desk, which I never thought that I would do. Um, and now I'm even more grateful that I know how to properly use Indian circular strength training tools, um, steel clubs, maces, and Indian clubs. They've all uh, helped me tremendously in my rehab and uh, improving my function. And I, I just couldn't be more passionate about the tools that, uh, that I use and that uh, obviously sell. But uh, the steel clubs, maces uh, are just fantastic, fantastic thing. Um, I was going to talk to you about, uh, I, I want to get, with my kettlebell lineup, I was, with the different handles, it obviously feels a lot different. Um, so I'm working on a lineup um, with different handle spec designs for say like a 24 kilogram. So I'll have different window types, a small, medium and large window type. So that's my goal. And I'm going to be rolling that, out, rolling that out over the next few years. It takes a while to get these molds for them. Anyway, I was thinking about this with the mace. So I was reading um, your guide to mace training and uh, was chatting about the slosh effect. So um very very cool uh so maces traditionally were made with typically like a piece of wood or a bamboo with some sort of cement or or some some large well i guess it would be cement on the end right or was it like right. mud or wood? yeah cement okay yes. so is is the bamboo would have a little bit of flex to it which is interesting which would change the feel of the mace now i have never swung a mace with a bamboo um, handle, but I want to, because I want to experience how it feels with the flex that you're talking about. I'm, ex I'm like, I, I haven't played hockey very much, even though I should, I'm in Canada. I'm a soccer <laughs> guy, but uh, <laughs> um, uh, I'm just thinking about when you do a slap shot with the, and you have a bit of flex on the hockey stick, right? Um, it, it, it applies pressure and feedback to your sensory uh, mechanisms, right? So this is very interesting. I'm all about sensory and the and the design of things, which gets me into my next point. So the slosh effect, that's very interesting because that we're, what we're talking about with the slosh effect is water in the head of a mace and it sloshes around. And obviously I was reading this, a mace that weighs 10 pounds is not gonna feel the same as a mace with 10 pounds with water sloshing around in it, right? So Great really difference. interesting. Yeah, exactly. And I've never experienced that either. So I want to, there's a lot of things I need to experience in the maze world. Yeah, come to California. I'll, I'll give you one of mine. You can have it. You can take it back. Uh, they're called, <laughs> they're called, the, after, yeah, don't believe me. People come all the time. They leave with maces. So I've got a lot of them, <laughs> but uh, they're called Hydro Mace and, and they're made by my friend. Uh, uh, the company is owned by my friend, Eric Doyle, a kettlebell champion here in, in yep. California. That's fantastic. I'll have that link up uh, on the podcast uh, so, so everyone can check out the Hydro Mace. I'm going to have to pick one up. I don't know if I can yeah, travel. The, the, the advantage of the, of the Hydro Mace is that when it's empty, okay, it's very light, good to learn on. And uh, uh, some of the, you know, the 12-inch head, it is, it's gigantic. And even if the handle is long, which remember, when you lengthen the handle of a mace, you're increasing its torque. And uh, it's it's um, difficulty, but also it's effectiveness. So so you want to? I say people should strive for a longer handle of mace. Um, but uh, the hydro mace ships at a very low cost because you're shipping something that weighs maybe I don't know three or four pounds, even though when it's filled with water, it could weigh thirty or forty pounds, um, depending very on the piece of equipment. Yes, yes. That's and. It'll give you that. It's not the same as the bamboo, but it's it's similar with the like force, like the uh, the slosh effect, right? The moving. It's not. It's yeah, not a you, rigid. It's not a rigid lever with like the steel maces. Right, and it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't take you know weeks to get used to it. You'll get used to it in about a day uh, of, of 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 your first have the first few repetitions you're going to be like what is this what is this but our bodies are really are really um adaptable uh if you've never 
walked on ice before in your life, if you lived in the Sahara Desert all your life and you're 70 years old and you move to Canada, and you will learn to walk on ice. It's not like it's going to take <laughs> you forever. You could do it, okay? It might be difficult, but you could do it. And if you've lived in Canada all your life and you've never walked in, in deep sand and you moved to the Sahara, you could learn how to do it. Okay, we we're our bodies are amazingly adaptive. Okay, there there are uh, what would I say clicks or schools of people that that feel that the mace must be bamboo or that it uh, you know or it's not right or whatever. I mean they 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 get crazy about that. But um, remember, maces are made by companies who deal in bulk and they have to make. A profit and so they make it so it's low cost to make and they can sell it for a profit the people that make bamboo maces generally make them on a much smaller scale and uh they're bill and steph Sorensen in in uh minnesota make make probably the best american-made bamboo mace there is uh they I'm made me one. one of those is too oh i'll put their link i'll put their link up on the podcast too uh, that's yeah, fantastic they're, stuff. They're masters. They they are absolute masters at that. And um so there's you know, you've got it. people that you have people that say the bamboo mace is the only uh, quote unquote authentic mace. But to me that's ridiculous. Uh any kind of a mace, I've never met a mace I didn't like. Some I like more than others, <laughs> but I never met one I didn't like. Okay. That's awesome, Mr. Mace man. Um I have a year I I'm, I'm de- working on uh developing some new new products i have uh some steel clubs i'm, I'm working on uh different textures and grips um what is your preference or um maybe you don't have one with uh with knurling and grip on maces um, i like i like knurling obviously a, a nice tight grip but it means that you're not going to have to use chalk uh Especially if, if if you like to use a one one hand movements. Uh, now I also like the end of a mace handle. People ask me this a lot. What are my mace makers? And I'm happy to share my opinion. It's my opinion. First of all, I like a mace that stands up on its own. Okay, many of the maces, especially water filled ones, the the head is round, Rick, so they look on their side. Can you just give me two two? I'm really sorry for interrupting you. The, the connection right now is really bad and what you're saying is very important and awesome. Sure, uh, no problem. If I can inter- interrupt you there for a second. No problem. Um, I just want to make sure that everyone can hear uh, exactly what you're saying because uh, I think there was some good stuff in there. <laughs> uh, oh, no at least problem. for me, I, I, I'm, I'm eager to hear um, what, what, what uh, the ideal mace is from Mr. Mace Man, uh, especially as I'm uh, developing some maces, uh, which is fantastic. What's up? Uh, Yes, uh, the connection does seem to be uh, much better. So sorry for interrupting you there, sir. Okay. Continue okay. on. First, with, with first, first of all, I have decorative maces that are beautiful works of art, functioning works of art. Uh, some of them are so nice. If I could talk my wife to it, I'd hang them on the wall. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, that's not happening in our place. But uh, <laughs> So that being said, if we're talking about a mace that is to be used for working out, first of all, I like a mace that stands up on its own. I like to have a mace standing up in front of me. Ideally, for my work, I like having three or four. I like to go from different size mace to different size mace. But even if I only had one mace, I like a mace that stands up on its own. That means that even if the head is round, it should be a flat top on the, on the very end of it. Um, the Adex mace in America is uh, cylindrical, and but it stands up on the ground upright. You don't have to bend over to pick it up. Remember, I'm interested in getting as much work done as I can, and if I have to bend over to pick it up, uh, my workout will end quicker. I can just tell you that much right now. Okay. I also train with a Bulgarian bag. A, a lot of fun to use those. But I put them on a on a chair in front of me. I don't want to have to bend over. To, okay, yes, bending over trains your back and your legs. But there's other better ways to do it directly. I don't want to do it through through the mace. I want to use the mace for what it's best for. And but when it comes to the handle, again, I like a handle at least four feet long. 
That's 48 inches. Um, the end, I like to have a, a good, strong knurling that gets a bite into my skin, not, not cutting it or anything. But if you have a, a more subtle knurling, it's almost like no knurling at all. And, um, you know, you want to feel it. You'll know when you grab it, do I need chalk or not. If you need chalk, that's okay. But but if you're going to have knurling on it, make it substantial. Also, at the end of the handle, I like to have a, a knob, what they uh, commonly call a pommel. If the pommel is big enough, not necessarily heavy enough, but big enough, it can act like a seat belt in that it will, you, your hand will not slide off. Even if your right. hand gets sweaty, you, you want to have, like that one looks like it has a little flange or a lip to it. Um, yep. Good. And then that's, that's yeah, a different that, one as well. Right. That one looks extreme, kind of like my first, my very first had a, had a lip like that, the original Mace Bell. That's a prototype. That's not what I'm going to go with. That's very aggressive. I like it. <laughs> yeah. That, um, remember, very, remember very you're hot. talking about swing. You're talking about swinging it 500 times. So that's going to dig into your skin. And that's going to, you know, cause you a couple of I was doing, I was yeah. doing some, just some hand tosses with it just prior to, uh, getting on the uh, the podcast here and I noticed it digging into my arm. I'm like, yeah, I can't have that, uh, that flange like that. That's horrible. Uh, I, well, I didn't, I didn't appreciate it digging in there. I, I was just yeah. imagining doing it uh, hundreds more times how it would feel, um, which is right. a very good point. Um, that's fantastic. So I'm going to have to get, get your, uh, your top five. Let's give me your top three. What do you No, I know two of them already are uh, definitely like, I'm assuming 10, 360s and 10 and 2 are definitely within your top five. So what are the next three top exercises with the mace? But for, for me, uh, mill, bullwhip, both of those are, are club, club bell uh, exercises. I like to tell you, if you learn how to do them with a mace first, you will easily do them with a club. If you learn how to do them with a club first, it's a lot harder to do it with a mace. You may not earn it. That being said, a mace is generally a long club, and a club is a short mace. The principles are the same. Um, again, I like a, a mace slightly longer. So I would say 10 to 2, 360, um, then uh, the middle, the bullwhip. I also like what I call a ballistic curl, especially first off my workout. Um, some people call it a switch curl. It's done very passively by most people. I do it short, quick. And abruptly, it, and with, it, well, that's the passive way. I do it. I do it with my hands very closer together. It's 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 very quick, very violent. That's ballistic. Much faster than that. Much faster. Yeah. That now you're starting to get there. So yeah, I haven't done that uh, for quite some time now. How long would you do that for? Just going from side to side like that. All of those movements, movements like the grave diggers and things like that, uh, generally I take a minute off and a minute off. If you if you do something for a minute and if you cannot recuperate in a in a minute of rest, it's too heavy. You, that'll give you a gauge as to what you're doing. So a minute off and a minute off. I like. That. Gotcha. I haven't done that one. Uh, that what was that one called again? Just uh, the ballistic curl. Ballistic curl. Okay, so the yeah. curl is coming from the arm there. Gotcha. Yeah, that people, gives it a nice people, stretch on there. Yeah, people do a lot. There's a lot of things you can do with a mace. Okay, you can weld <laughs> a can opener to the end of it. And you can open up pop bottles if you want. <laughs> but that doesn't mean it's what what you should do. Now, again, I'm not I'm not going to get into a, a debate over the benefits. Of, of doing flow and things like that. I see a lot of people do it, and they're great athletes. Incidentally, one of the best flow guys, uh, one of the best flow representatives on earth uh, went to India, where the mace comes from, where the masters are, and, and he did his thing, and they they were amazed. They were impressed, but they said, oh, it's not the mace. That's not the mace. Yeah. That's exactly and that's just when, when, when I went to India and I showed the people uh, videos of, of, of the best representatives flow, they thought the movement was superb. They thought it was amazing, but they said, oh, no, it's not the mace. Yeah, so. that's uh, very, 
Um, interesting. And, and uh, I, I think the message here is if you want to really live up to the mace and what the mace has stood for uh, since it was originated, you'd definitely be going for the traditional uh, exercises such as 10 and 2, 360, and not going so much outside of the box uh, and doing flow, which is nothing, right. nothing if, wrong if with that. Right. If somebody but... wants to do that, that's fine if they do it. Remember, there's, there's also even more things you can do with a kettlebell. But in kettlebell competition, what do they do? Snatch and, okay. and long cycle and, you know, and jerk and push press. And, and that's it. They don't, they don't compete in other things, uh, um, yeah. even though there's a million things you can do with a, with yeah, a kettlebell. Exactly. Yeah, I, that's a very valid point. It makes a lot of sense. Um, today, I have, uh, it's been a fantastic chat with you uh, going through uh, this podcast. I can't believe uh, I've already done three of them. Uh, hopefully, uh, at the beginning, I'll, I'll get a little less awkward. I know, I know as, uh, as time went on, I got a little bit better there, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm sure every, all the listeners, uh, valued all the information that we, we got out to them. Um, I'm very excited to, to have this podcast, uh, with you. Uh, it's been an honor. Um, hopefully, uh, maybe down the line when I get better at them, <laughs> uh, I can have you on again. Uh, Thank you very much, uh, Rick, Mr. Maceman. Um, I, uh, I can't thank you enough uh, for spending the time with me. Uh, and uh, I'll get this up as soon as possible. And we'll get those links for the Hydro Mace and for the other mace from uh, Bill and Steph. We'll put those up there because uh, I'm definitely going to be using those links and, and getting those too. I want to feel a Hydro Mace and uh, a mace made with... with yeah, the, the advantage with, with getting either a Hydro Mace or, or a bamboo-handled mace from the Sorens is that you can pretty much get the color and the size and the weight that you want. Uh, Hydra Mace, of course, you fill it up with water, but he'll get you any color you want, and the Sorensons will get you uh, absolutely any color you want. Perfect. And I can't say I can't sign off without saying, of course, you can check out uh, Steel Clubs and Maces from GreatLakesGear.com uh, as well. <laughs> of course. But uh, thank you, thank you very much, Rick. I uh, can't thank you enough. Uh, for everything, for teaching me how to use mace properly and uh, for spreading mace love uh, as wide as you possibly can. It's fantastic. And uh, I'll do my best to help uh, spread the word as well. You're doing a lot. Continue. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Have a great, great rest of your day. Okay. Bye now. Bye-bye. And if you're just listening to our podcast, be sure to check out our YouTube channel, uh, where you can get the visual kind of components to this uh, topic that we were covering.